You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take one. Knock, knock. Who this? Receiving a Dana, and we can't believe you found a fucking podcast. A podcast. We're so glad you're listening to it. We would never listen to it. I don't even want to listen to it to edit it. I don't even want to wake up in the morning. Stephen and Dana, and we're in the room. Speaking of Manhattans and a buzz. Hi, Dana. Oh, hi, Steven. <laughs> We're starting. We're starting. Yeah, hi. welcome. Um, how have you been since the last time we... Since last we spoke. Well, since last we spoke to our loyal listener. Oh, hi, Mom. <laughs> um, I have done a few things. I went to the premiere of At Home with Amy Sedaris. It was great. It was wonderful. She is in it with Cola Scola and John Early, and it was fucking amazing. Great. So you can watch that on True TV. If anyone needs a cable password, email me at intheroompod at gmail.com. We can watch it together. Because Dana's a pirate. Yeah. And how are you, Stephen? What'd you do? I'm fine. I just got back from Denver, um, where I saw The Boy, and we saw a production of Michael John LaCusa's The Wild Party that was very immersive. There was no stage. We were sitting. You weren't allowed to bring purses. There were no purses no admitted. Purses. I had to. I had to. Uh, you had to uh, make condense. Do. Yeah. My my. Stephen travels with luggage wherever he goes. Well, you never know. So no purses are like issues. Sometimes you need a crossword puzzle. You know what? And a swatch. You, I took the swatch out and a yesterday. Wrench. I'm getting better. I also ordered a backpack. It arrives tomorrow, and I will join 2017 society. Great. So that's what we've been up to. Yep. Um, but we have in our room today someone far more interesting. I might pass out. So he's I our love favorite. Everyone. He's our joint favorite person. I think. Yeah. Oh my god. He is my Kim Kardashian. No. He is my my world since I'm. Oh, he's we won. He is writhing on the couch in Indian style. He is he is direct from the Cornell School of Hotel Management. <laughs> Oh Tony my. nominee Lonnie Price. Yeah. Woo! Get into it. Oh, yes. God, help me. Okay. And this is the room that we're in. We are in Lonnie Price's apartment. Mansion, really. Mansion. McMansion. There's llamas. As featured amazing. in the New York Times. Absolutely. There's a, a freaking koi pond in the office. Unbelievable. Scary. 
There's a bike folded up smaller than my purse. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's actually a handkerchief and a bicycle. It's a dual thing. Well, how are you, honey? I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm a little, I'm a little wasted, but I'm going to be fine. Not high-waisted, just... Uh, well, I actually, have, I actually have a high waist, so... But, uh, oh, boy. It's, I going, can. it's going really badly already. Um, no, I've, I've, we've been doing, I've been doing a, new work, a workshop of a new show, and so we're in the top of our second week, and we're staging it and, you know, working with the writers to rewrite it, so it feels... It's just long days and like that, but, but good. I love the piece, and I love the people, so... Can you talk all, about it, or is it top <clears throat> secret? No, I'm happy to talk about it. It's... Um, uh, it's called Scotland, PA, and it's based on an independent movie of the same name from the 90s. Um, Moira Turney, is that her name? Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce it? it is. Yeah, and she was married to a guy named Billy Morissette, and um, he wrote and directed this one movie. It's an amazing first movie. Having made a really shitty first movie, my first movie is really shitty, I'm just astonished how good this movie is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically the Scottish play in McDonald's. It's nope. hilarious. It's like Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, Michael Mitnick wrote the book. It's so smart and so funny. And uh, Michael's movie, The Current Wars, is coming out with Cumberbatch, Hoo-Ha, or Hoo-Ha Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch is his first name, right? Benedict? Yeah, that's what it's his second name. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. get him confused. Yeah. It's like eggs. It's food. It just I'll never won't forget stick. It. it just won't stick. What can I tell you? Um, and the score is by Adam Guan. And it's Guan. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's the... It's the best new score I've heard in a really long time. It's tuneful and joyous. It's 70s uh, pastiche. And um, it's just, it's, they're, they're wonderful guys, great to work with, and we're having a great time. So uh, it's, um, I'm just excited. We're going to, it's the Roundabout commissioned it, and we'll do it at the Roundabout in 19 slash 20. Season nineteen slash twenty. If I live that long, if I live that, if long. any of us live that long, I know. Yeah, really. And this Jeez. interview might really do it for me. So I mean, you know, you never know. Ugh, I'm shocked there's not. not a hit out on us already. Well, <laughs> don't leave the building. You know, just be careful. <laughs> Working on it. We have a question we ask everybody, kind oh, of good. right out the gate. Oh boy. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? <laughs> what was your first impression of each of us? <gasps> oh, that's hilarious. Um, gosh. Um, well, I fell in love with Dana immediately. There's just, Same. there's something about, just something about, I felt like, you know, if there's whole that, I don't believe in past lives, except I do sometimes when you meet someone where you just immediately like them and, or you immediately are repelled by them. And you think, what, what is that? You know, why is that? And Dana was one of those just like, oh, I know her. She's, she's one of us. She's, she's, she's family. There's yeah. something just easy. Same. Yeah, just easy. And, and also just that we, we, I don't know, we felt like we were from the same, cut well, from the same cloth. Um, I met you working at Atlas Media yes. because we produced Best Worst Thing That Ever Could Have Happened. Well done. So I was like a theater person working yes. at a TV production yeah. company. And so that was my, I was like, ugh. Yeah. No, what just, a great project to work on. But also you got it immediately mm-hmm. and you were into it immediately. And, you know, we had been working on it for so long, even before we got to Atlas. It was just yeah. encouraging for us to know that there were people who cared about what we were trying to do. Because we, at a certain point, were starting to get weary and tired and thinking, oh, it's never going to work Eyes were out. crossing. Yeah. It was a lot of that. We had, we're, I mean... As you know, worked on it for nine years, so you were in the last three. That was the last chunk. Yeah, yeah. but after, you know, six years, uh, that's a long time to keep passion for anything. 
um, not necessarily how long time you cash for a person, but for a project. It's just kind of, you know, right. keeping your zhuzh up for it. Is um, uh, it was just at that point we were just kind of like exhausted, and I don't know, just seeing your face made you think, oh, it's going to be okay. Aww. You know, so she's one of those faces. She does, she does, and I you have one of those faces where I think I know you. Like, I, you look like people I know, or I don't know, you have an energy like that, too. It's just like, yeah, do I know you? That kind of thing. <laughs> um, and you were a friend of hers, so immediately you were, like, totally cool and great. Thank and, you, Dana. So we, and she, we, she was clear about you were important to her, and she liked you a lot, and obviously you guys were really tight, and so I was like, oh, he must be great, and you are. So that was easy. It was, here we are. And it was the premiere party. It was. It was the Best premiere party in the basement of PJ Clark's. The yeah. basement? That's the downstairs. Right. Basement, yeah. It was really like the basement. Yeah. That was Jersey such a good was like night. A, it was a... Oh, yeah, that was a... It was extraordinary. It was a great night. Yeah. That was a high. Yeah, that was. That high. was kind of a... Kind of surreal, out of body, kind of, what are we doing here? You know... And, and Lonnie Price, this is your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. Well, it's also the film also is just so personal yeah. that you know, in as much as you know, as going through the years, you know, when we first started, I didn't want to be in it. I didn't want to. Be, I mean, I wanted it to be about my friends and not me. And then you're the man you work for, Bruce David Klein, who produced it along with uh, Ted Schillinger and Kit Lavoie. And everyone said, no, it's your story. You know, you have to. And so it became more and more personal and more revealing, yeah. you know, about, I mean, it's got home movies of mine. I mean, it's very... It needs that point of view to la- latch on to something. Like, Apparently. who are we following? How yeah, important yeah, was I mean, it? Well, I learned that over through the years of working on it so that I became okay and comfortable with it. But then you're sitting in a theater with a lot of people looking at home movies of yourself at eight years old, and you're going... Gee, this is more more revealing than I not where we thought this like, film would be. This is my dream. Right, right. This <laughs> is my dream. I'll actually come over and look at your home movies. If yes. You want. But it's just like a lot of people looking at your life and you know knowing more about you than you necessarily uh, they want to, and but there it is. It's out there. So you know now it's um yeah, I'm okay with it. But yeah, that night was a little bit like whoa in a big freaking screen and. Middle of Lincoln Center. Yeah. And it, it's been a year since it came out, and if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. Yeah. And other places, iTunes, Amazon, you can buy it. That, yeah. It's so a real good. thing. Yeah, well. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Great good. reviews that you probably haven't read. Nope, I haven't read them. But I'm here I to tell you they're, they're wonderful. Good. Thank you. I hear they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Actually, you know, later I'll actually, you know, read you some Facebook. Oh, please. <laughs> Because <laughs> I also run the Facebook and the, oh. the Twitter, and so I get well, the all the Facebook. Of... I don't care about. I don't care re- hearing about. It. I just critic things. What I would love to not know. Oh yeah, I, I get all the messages thinking I'm Lonnie. You know, That's reading hilarious. like Hi Lonnie, came from Maryland, oh. drove five oh. hours, like and s- sending videos. So sweet. Oh my god. Like this happened at our wedding. Oh, a lot amazing. of tears. A lot of that's yeah. very sweet. That's that's really nice. Yeah. Mm. Look at you. Mm. Ugh, you're the cutest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that best worst thing that ever could have happened, and yeah. that was a wonderful thing for me to work on personally. It's great to have and, you um, working on it. And I did get you an autograph. 
You've got me a lot of things. <laughs> you did get me an autograph, an autograph. from Miss Bernadette Peters. On that gorgeous album cover. On that breasty album cover. She that is she succulent on that. Oh, she's the best. What a milky white. Yeah. Ugh. And she's, she's your favorite person. She's, she's my favorite person. She got me my current job. Oh. Um, she was a big player in making sure she's I got that. She's a truly good woman. She's just a, the greatest. In a very tough business of... People who um, uh, cannot always behave well. She always behaves well because she's a really deeply good lady, and I, I, I'm crazy about her. And I'm not surprised she helped you. She's that person. She's just my favorite thing. They say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but if your heroes burn at Peters, you should absolutely meet her. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. I, that's I agree. Yes. I think that leads us right into a game I'd like to play with you. Oh, at the great! Time. Sure. Called Lonnie's Leading Ladies. Oh, yes. It's a really creative title. <laughs> um, and this is just a one. I'm going to throw out some names of your leading ladies and, and just, you know, give me a word or a two. A word. Some word oh, association. Sure. Yeah, word oh, association. Fun. Okay, like sure. prison, bagel. Did you say prison? Anthrax. I don't know. Whatever comes yeah. to your mind. Okay, sure. It doesn't sure. have to describe their personality, is yeah. what I'm saying. Excellent. It could just be what I might. What, what, Right. Free association. Yeah. Right. All right. Free association. I'm, and hope it's rapid fire. I'm, a, I'm on a couch. It's all good. Keep, keep Great. going. Audra McDonald. Heaven. Bernadette Peters. Delicious. Emma Thompson. Oh. oh. Patty Lapone. Spectacular. Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, my God. There's so many. Uh, Kristen. Um, delightful. Delightful. Joan Rivers. Mother came to mind. Mother. Which is... That's not surprising to yeah, me, because yeah. I've met her. Yeah. We I had think a, you have to meet her. We spent a long her. time yeah. together, and she was um, very kind to me, and um, and very... Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was very mothering, very very Jewish mother, in a, in a really sweet way. Um, the way she also dealt with my family, she was just very... My mother had died, and she was like, um, tell your sister to get all the, all the silver. She said, replace it with gold plate, your fa- silver plate, your father won't know the difference. <laughs> she was all about, you know, that kind of, she was, yes. you'd see her, and she'd go, tell me everything. That was her, that was her line, tell me everything. Um, and then when I was, no matter what I was doing, like, I did uh, this musical of Urban Cowboy, and it was not a success, and I, you know, we needed publicity, and I called her, and I said, can you, when, when do you want me? And she got on the, you know, mechanical bull and full hair and makeup. And she, you know, took a lot of pictures. And we did a class act. We did a testimonial commercial. And she did the commercial for me. And it was just whatever, whenever I asked her to do anything, she was always there. And she was always there full-heartedly. And um, how's the boyfriend? You know, it's all, it was always, it was, she was that, she was this just great, you know, sort of Jewish aunt. Um, and um, she, I, I, yeah, she was, um, yeah, I liked her a lot. I've been thinking, it's funny, I've been thinking about her a lot. I like her a lot. You are also that person, though. You I mean, anything you do, I feel that people are just excited to do it before you've even explained what the job is. Oh. Well, I mean, you look yeah, at the, I, I you look the at same these thing things you. You're like, done. whenever, whatever, what do you need? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You oh, can yeah. get anybody in the same room to do Absolutely anything. Oh, if only that were true. Um, Ooh, let's dish. If only that were true. It's harder than you think, but it's the good thing is is that once once we do do things together, it's easy to get them to do another thing. 
And I think that's a good thing. You know, it's just that we... Have Is a there time. a bigger compliment in the world? If somebody wants to work with me again, I'm like... Were you asleep the first time? <laughs> Repeat business is, an, is a great compliment. It is. That is true. And that's very flattering when they feel that way. So, yeah. I have a few more. Mm. Uh, your Joan Rivers is spectacular. Yeah. I don't know. I got have lucky. you been told that? What's that? Your, your voice. Oh, like, that's the impression well, is great. Well, no, it's, 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 I'm exhausted. That's, that's Great. It's a perfect time for, for to do Joan. <laughs> Jennifer Grey. Oh. Um, well, I'll tell you a story that I... Oh, because a lot of people have about Jennifer, and I should probably hate stories like this, but oh, I started. But we were at a, I was at a party, and I actually did not recognize her, and she was talking to me for uh, quite, quite a while. And I said, I'm sorry, I, 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 I know I know you, but I had not seen all of the work she had done, and um, she was unrecognizable to me, and that was a little... Um, a little upsetting, you know, just because I'd known her quite well. Yeah. And, um, uh, but, um, yeah, she's, uh, she was a terrific woman, and, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, that movie, I'm very grateful for that movie, but honestly, it was like three weeks out of my life 30 years ago. And it's probably on my tombstone. He was the guy in Dirty Dancing. So, but we will it, not put that on this podcast. That will not. Be no, no, no. He was the guy in Dirty Dancing. That's not because <laughs> that's all you have from. to say. He was the nerd in Dirty Dancing. Um, so, it has just a lot more resonance to most people in the world than it does to me, which is not, I am grateful for it. It paid for my health insurance for twenty five. I love it. It was a wonderful sure. blessing. And, that and people, what a cult film too! I mean, and people love it. And, and Jerry Orbach, who's wonder, who's a great man. And so, but but I love that everybody loves it so much. So it's really nice that you've been involved in a piece of cultural history that lives and gave a lot of pleasure to a lot of people. But just me personally, it just was a very short moment in my life that um, uh, was didn't have the resonance it seems to have for everybody else. So. Um, that's that. That's that. Yeah. Glenn Close. Oh, um, see, my voice deepened because Glenn is, you know, Glenn's so sort of earth, earthy in a good way. Um, just enormous skill and dedication, and um, and great um, respect for um, what we all do. And um, great, great, she showed me great respect and was willing to try new things and to never once said, you know, 25 years ago we did it like this. Mm. She was open to everything. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that, I, I met Glenn, sure. we went, met for lunch downtown uh, before I guess I took the job or had the job. And I said, you know, after I said, well, you know, how married are you to that original glorious interpretation she said oh not at all and she, I said can we she said let's start from scratch and so that mm. was very encouraging what a treat. Yeah. because then I didn't feel like I was trying to you know copy something that 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 was done a long time ago and she never ever said like I said she never said um well the way we used to do it but she never brought it up to me um uh, so that was uh I was very grateful for that collab. It was a, a beautiful collaboration, and she always shared credit with me for it, which was very generous. And um, yeah, I, I, I have great respect for her. Yeah, you 
you directed the revival yeah. of Sunset Boulevard. Mm. That's what that was. Um, and then one more, Jen Kalella. <laughs> Jen Kalella. Jen Kalella. Um, oh, I don't even, I can't, I wish people could see the smile on my face when you say <laughs> Jen Kalella. Um, we know. can hear it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I mean, um, she's a, a, a deeply good friend and um, an inspiration. Uh, her joy and her love. Uh, I'm so happy that she's getting all of this attention that everyone knew she deserved for the last 20 years. She's radiant. She's radiant. But sweet. she is radiant. And she lifts every room she's in. And talk about repeat business. I mean... She makes uh, makes it a party wherever she is, and um, she's just a, a an extraordinary human being, and I love her so much. So yeah, I just um, yeah, Jen is amazing. Mm. I love that list of people so much. I feel like I didn't say enough about some of the others because I was just doing one. Well, word, we but... started a game, and then you totally off roaded it I and know. went with your own flavor. Yeah, but no. But he, a, if you want to go back and room. say something about Audra that we don't know, well, that'd be great. Well, yeah, I mean, this, what do you? <laughs> I wore my Audra pin. <laughs> Did you today? Oh, it is. Oh my God, has yeah. she ever seen that? I don't know. I'm taking a picture great. of her. Great. She will. She Perfect. will. I, yeah, we'll see I, that. She'll be terribly frightened, or she will be very excited. I think that. it looks a lot like. It her, actually, actually looks like her, and it's totally flattering, and yeah. she will love it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really. It's good. the same guy who made the Stephen Sondheim pin that I gave you for opening. Oh my God! Yes. He's a friend of mine and guest of this podcast oh. earlier on. And he has a whole series. He has, I think, eight or nine of them now, and he's working on it's some beautiful. more. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, just you know, going back to Audra. Um, the thing about Audra is like, the talent is so ridiculous. It, it is you know the power of what she can do is um, floors me. I mean, there's literally nothing she can't do. I mean, I, I we were doing anyone can whistle in. Um, in Ravinia, it was Patti Lapone and Audra and Michael Servers. We had been doing the Sondheim, like kind of um, series in the summers. And at one point, she was playing uh, Faye, who's uh, the Lee Remick part. And I said, "Oh God, it'd be so cool if you just sort of go to the piano and play a concerto or something." She said, "Which one do you want?" Uh uh-uh. uh And I was like, "I'm sorry." She said, "Well, I was a classical pianist." And I said, "Well, the next <laughs> thing I'm, you're going to say to me is like you were like." A toe dancer. She said, "Well, I was only on my toes for three years, but I did take ballet." For it's there. There is nothing she cannot do, and she brings humanity in such a. It's like her bandwidth. It's like it's. Um, uh, she's. Um, she it's, also it's deep make, and wide. It's deep and wide. It's deep and wide. And she makes like me, her vowels. Yes. Like her vowels. And she makes me a better director because she. Um, oh, wow. Well, she seeks the truth and um, sort of expects everyone to help her find it. And anything that's expedient is uninteresting to her. Uh, she's uninterested in any kind of praise. All she wants to know is how to make it better. Um, she's an extraordinary... I, I just hope that, you know, I, I would never want to stop working with her. I just think she's... And, and also then she's this sort of amazing genius that, you know, then she... I don't know. She's she's extraordinary. She takes my breath away. 
I really mean it. It's just, it's I just crazy. watched Lady Day last night. Oh, yeah, the HBO. Yeah. Yes. If anyone needs an HBO Go but password, you can email well, me at your yeah. I need that email um, address. Yeah, so many it was passwords. incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she was like that every night. And then we just closed in London, and it was even better and deeper and mm-hmm. richer. And, um, yeah, she's I mean, just uh, she's extraordinary. I made a note about how when you start a show... You're at a neutral, whatever your character is at. Mm. You start the show here. Yeah. And you end differently. Yeah. She's playing Billie Holiday, which is already dialed up to an 11. Yeah. And the dial only goes till 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess and she then she goes to, to, to like 58. I know, I know. It's dumb. It's her eyes crazy. roll back in her head at like She's crazy. an it's hour dumb. in. Oh, it's yeah. so good. And, so and good. She's, she's also... A, an amazing mother, and she's an amazing friend. She she does she she, those aren't the best roles she does. She's nailing it. Mothers, I actually I think she's the best mother I ever saw. You really do work with the best storytellers this planet has to offer. I mean, take mm-hmm. any sort of incredible vocal ability out of it; it's the storytelling. Yeah. Oh that sure. Always comes first with the everyone on that list. Yeah. And yeah. beyond. Well, it's the only thing that I'm interested in. Agreed. I, mean, I think of Audra as this great actress who has that crazy voice, but that's the actress is the part that is fun to work with. The voice is just sort of she comes with, but yeah. it's not, you know, um, yeah, she's just like, oh, right, she has that crazy thing she sings too. But <laughs> to me, no, it's, it's always been the acting that has been fun to be with, you know, and, uh, and you know, the other, I was thinking about it too the other day. All of these people work their asses off. There's not a single person you mention who is cavalier about this, who doesn't prepare, who is drunk the night before. But there is not a single person, Patty, Audra, Emma, all of them, they are just, they work hard. So for anybody to look at them and go, oh, you know, they kind of, no. They are working harder than you can possibly imagine to be that good. Nobody's that good and rolls out of bed and just wings it. They are in it to win it and they they just are um, their work ethic all of those people is extraordinary yeah and joyful and wonderful and you know they're they're everything you hope they will be in general they're just they're just amazing women those are amazing women yeah you love women I do you love working with women I do I feel like I'm the George Cukor of the musical theater (laughs) yes I I see you yeah I'm clocking you yeah you know, it's funny. I don't know why that turned out, but I do. I do. I love women, and I'm gay, and I love women, and uh, um, and also their talent is so um, mind-blowing. To be in the room with it, you know, to be four feet away from Audra McDonald singing to you mm. is, well, come on, what could be better than that? I mean, really, really, and you get... You know, paid for it sometimes. There are a couple. There aren't too many. There are a few really great close-ups in Lady Day. Yeah. Where you just go right in on her face, but mostly you're you're on her body because it is such a physical role. Yes. But those moments where it's like just her face. Oh, she's like, amazing. Oh, I don't even need your body right now. I can yeah. see everything happening in your face. Yeah. Oh, it was so I loved watching that. I'm glad. I'm so glad that's preserved, because the important thing too is it's not for us. It's for the kids in Australia growing up who don't get to New York. It's people who, you know, in 50 years want to know why Audra McDonald was great. Well, here, 
Well, that's why that. I like that's the why I'm on this couch. Couch. Into the Woods, recorded for PBS, see? is the reason I am the Stephen Ferris on this couch. That's 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 and, and that snowballed about. into there was no theater in my family. My grandma taped it because she saw that there was a thing about fairy tales on PBS, and I was a year and a half, and she thought this would be a good idea. Change your life, whole world, because yeah. American Playhouse was like, yeah, we'll do this. But the other thing too is that you weren't an actor. But think about young actors. Do you know what I mean? Who don't know where the bar is. Do you know what I mean? They don't know what the level of those women, what they can do, so that when they're studying and stuff, they have an idea. I mean, that it inspired you is amazing to go to theater and all of that. But I also think it's a teaching thing. It's really important to know why is Patti Lupone great? Well, watch her sing the ladies who lunch. You'll know. Why is Audra McDonald great? Look at Lady Day. You know, that there's something you can point to where they, they can't see it live, but they get. Well, I mean, we don't have anything of Lorette Taylor or Catherine Cornell. I mean, all these people that I've heard of all when I was growing up, yeah, I guess they must have been great. I don't know. Sure. But so theater is so ephemeral that it's really mm-hmm. for, for Into the Woods to have inspired you to make your life about the theater or some theater student saying, not knowing how to be great, to have greatness to compare themselves with and to aim for, to have a goal, um, I think it's just really important. So I'm really glad more and more of it is getting filmed. And, you know, thank God for the Lincoln Center Library. I don't know if you know that. hundred percent. I mean, my God, it's just there. And it's beautiful, and they film them beautifully. And anyway, it's just, I think all of it's important. And you grew up in New Jersey, so you came and well, saw I mean, Broadway shows when you were little? Yeah, I grew up, I really grew up in, well, I, I, zero to ten was Queens. There's a, a development called Fresh Meadows, which is in Flushing, and it's... Sounds like a deodorant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It did smell quite nice there, actually. It was, it was very floral. Good to hear it. It was very floral. Uh, and then uh, five years from 10 to 15, I was in New Jersey. And then I went to performing arts high school, so I was back here by 15. We lived in the village. So I've been here since I was in high school. Um, so the Jersey part was about five years. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I've been here. I feel like I've been here. What was the first Broadway show you saw? Oliver. I saw the original production of Oliver when I was about four or five years old, The Imperial. And you shouldn't take a little boy to see Oliver unless you want him to be in the theater. I mean, that was a really bad idea. That was just... Sure. Yeah, or like Newsies. Oh, you're terrible. Yeah. I, Jeb Brown is in my show, and, you know, he, um, he saw the movie of Oliver. Annie, probably for girls. Don't do that. And then yeah. Oliver for boys. Bad. Because oh, I didn't give a shit about the girls. I wanted to be Miss Hannigan. Okay, all right. Girl, well, Burnett should have won an Oscar. That's that 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 would be you. You right? still want to be Miss Hannigan? You still do. Well, you have so There's much time. time, Dana. I have so much to give. Over thirty years, forty years. We're talking about growing up in Pre- roles and who and you look up to, perhaps. Yeah. No, it's what Oliver was like the thing that. I mean, it snowed on stage. How fun was that? You know, to sit there as a little kid and watch that sort of, you know, kind of, you know, theater magic happen. Yeah, it was just um, sold. And we had the albums and stuff. And so the nice Jewish boys were taken to the theater when you were a kid. You know, that was part of the thing. So for my birthday and my sister's birthday, you know, twice a year we were taken to a matinee of whatever the musical was, usually. So... 
you know, I'm going to the theater since I'm four years old, the Broadway theater, and I saw all of the, a lot of shows in the 60s, but basically the same, you know, all of the Sondheim, you know, Company Fathers, mm. Night Music, Pacific Overture, Sweeney, I mean, all of them, I saw the original production of. <laughs> Steven's freaking out. <laughs> yeah, the, those were just like crazy, seminal things that shaped my aesthetic, and, you know, so I was here and got to see really, really amazing theater. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. I'm I'm sorry I'm not older because I would have liked to have seen more of the early stuff, you know. Like, but I'm glad I got I'm glad I got that. I got the seventies. I got that that all of the Fosse stuff, and I got all uh, of, a lot of that stuff in the seventies. Chorus line. Chorus, yeah, yeah, all of that. So those were just you know really fundamental things for me. I have a question about two fictional Sondheim ladies. Oh yeah. And I really I, deep question here. Fictional. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. Who would win in a fist fight, Madame Armfelt or Old Lady slash Blair? Madame Armfelt. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. She's formidable. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. may be in that chair, but I think. Oh no, no, she's got, she's got shoes. Yeah, she's got shoes. Agreed. Thank yeah. you. Hi-ho! Seven very well-known dwarfs in history. Oh boy! If you were the eighth dwarf, what would your name be? Oh my God! This first came out snotty, but I mean, I, I don't know if that. They all start with S. Yeah, yeah. I, will, I think probably snotty. Not that I, I don't know why. Um, do you, are you yours? editing? Are you editing your internal snotty and filtering it into delightful lines? No, I was actually thinking of physical price? snot. I wasn't thinking of attitude. Oh, like, 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 like shit coming out of my nose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm, I have no. I, what? Who's? What's yours? I don't actually know. Have you ever asked me what mine is? What is yours? Mine's gassy. It's always gassy. Oh, it's gassy. Always I could gassy. do gassy. I could always gassy. do gassy. Yeah. Ooh. I'd have my own room. Yeah, yeah. Gassy's <laughs> good. I like that. Well, I certainly can relate to gassy. What do you you've, think mine is? You've had one before. I, and I forgot it. It didn't stick. Sweaty? 100%. You're sweaty. Oh, sweaty. 100%. Yeah, that's a good... That's I'm always good. hot. All right. Yeah, that, that was a good... Yeah, that's good. I talked to you about this briefly, but we were both a little drunk, and this was not the night this was about, but I want to talk about Love Cycle, a soap operetta. <laughs> okay, sure. I want to know... <laughs> okay. It's my favorite thing. I want to do it live that at the says, duplex. That says so much about you, Stephen. Oh, okay, fine. I'm obsessed. I oh want it. I want to do it. You're niche. You're niche. I'm niche. You're niche. 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 That's a good one. That's it. Oh, you are. You're, you're excused from this podcast. So we know it was 1984. We know it was like a rep company. There were going to be other ones, including I Love Lucia and Doomsday in Court. Didn't know that, but oh. I knew there were going to be others. I did not know they had titles. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's no storyline to tell me about. No. Tell me about filming a 30-minute musical with Patti LaPone and Priscilla Lopez and Walter Bobby about a haunted laundromat. I think you... Is there anything to add to that? Well, what... How... So the phone rang, will you do this laundromat musical with Patti LaPone and Priscilla Lopez? <laughs> They, 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 they said they were putting together like a little rep company of actors and they would do these half hour musicals and we would be in little parts in some and bigger parts in others you know that we would just sort of sure. um, and they were starting with this one and it was Patty whom I'd known a little bit um, I'd known her a little bit 
I don't remember. Anyway, she had been a fan of Master Harold, I think, and that's where I knew her. Um, and Priscilla, whom I admired, and um, and Walter, whom I'd worked with in something else. So it just seemed like, oh, sure, that, that sounds like fun. And then we got there, and it was, um, as you see on the... Um, on the it's you guys get really stoned and watch Love Cycle. What do they have to Google? Love Cycle, a soap operetta. Ugh. It's. I've seen it two or three times, and I can't tell you what happens. Oh, I can I sing really... it round and round. Everybody's on and everybody's on and round and round. It's yeah. It's it's catchy. Yeah. Yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah. It's high belting. Yes. Eighties. It's. 80s. it's and Patty, as I remember, Patty does not have a good haircut. Oh, no. It's a little mullety or it's something. It's the mullet wig and kinky boots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, I, you know what? I, I actually have, I, I don't have, I really have nothing to say about it. <sighs> I wish I did. Uh, it's a little frightening that it's available. Uh, but, um, yeah. Uh, people like it. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, it's, I mean, we like it because it's the greatest of the great doing this thing that never actually happened, so it's a peek into something that got cancelled. Yeah, yeah. Something we maybe weren't supposed to ever see. Right. So that's part of the fun, I think. And then you can tell that you guys are all friends. And just like running around a laundromat throwing bras. Why not? I'd say yes to that. And I have a lot of good hair in that. Yeah. A lot of good hair in that. Yeah. I have maybe a final question. Sure. And um the transition between... Because I was listening to you on Spotify all day today, uh, the Lonnie Price channel. That's frightening. Um, <laughs> the Lonnie Price channel. That... Okay. Uh, I mean, you and I watched Muppets Take Manhattan this weekend. You're a great performer, singer, actor, dancer. What was that transition into directing? Because you've had a great career in both mm-hmm. as a performer mm-hmm. and a director. Mm-hmm. Have any of those meshed well do you have the bug like I just want to know what Um, well the only time they meshed was class act which I wound up directing myself in which is very uh, don't do that that's really never do that Um, so um, and that was just default because we lost the lead actor and anyway that's a whole other story Um, yeah um, by the time I started directing um you know, all I ever wanted to be was an actor, and I just loved it so, so much. And um, there got to be a point where my physical type was so limiting. When I was younger, when I was, like, playing kids or teenagers, you know, I was playing, you know, East London kids and South African, you know, I was playing a whole... And then as my hair fell out and I got... You know, I just started being the Jew in the corner... And all of the roles were sort of the same. They were all Neil Kellerman in some way. They were all nerdy Jewish men, accountants, and you know they wanted you to wear bow ties and have snot coming out of your nose. And the, the nerd, it was like the nerd. And I thought I don't have a whole that doesn't interest me very much. And I never, I didn't even think I was very good at that. Um, and the writing sort of was on the wall that that was where I was heading and um, and those were the opportunities that I would be be given and I did not want to do a television series and I got cl- really close and I wouldn't sign the deals 
because I really just didn't want to go to LA and be on a sitcom and wow. that was um, it was a path I could have done and I would freak out because I just really wanted to be on the stage I really just didn't want to do that and, um, and in those days you could have a theater career which you really can't have now like solely a theater career I mean every great actor does everything they have to but in those years, you know, there was enough going on where you could... And I also felt at that point where I would go out to L.A. to get a name to do what I was already doing. So what was the point of sacrificing what I was doing to give five or seven years out to do something I didn't want to do to come back and do something that I was already doing it now? So, uh, so it was a combination of that, I don't contradict myself, and that the roles just seemed to be less, um, less interesting. And... Um, I stopped loving it. I was on a TV show, guessing on a TV show, and they released us. And I was happy to go home. And I thought, oh, this isn't, I don't love this anymore. I didn't just want to, it was just like looking at my watch and like, it was work. Mm. It Did you feel work. okay about that? Yeah, was that a hard breakup? Mm, no, it wasn't. I mean, when I, the moment I started directing, it felt right. I felt like um, I liked being the father. I like taking care of people on the set. I mean, on, you know, I like... Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew what to tell people to do. Um, and I felt really... I also felt I wasn't going to be able to grow up and be a man if I was looking in the mirror all the time and worrying about was I too short or too Jewish or too fat or too this or too... That the physical thing was so um, part of the job. It is, yeah. It is yeah. just part of the job. And um, I just felt less and less like that was going to be good for me. And then I found directing, just ending it as a director, I can direct anything, you know? So that just seemed much freer. And um, you, You've directed television, film, theater? Yeah, no, like different ethnicities and, you know, different cultures. And, you know, it just seemed like a much... And it was just interesting to me. I felt I was using more of myself. I was using all of myself, my, my you know... Um, my, more of my brain, more of my just different. It caused into action different skills, more varied skills, uh, and also there were people that did it better than I. You know what I mean? I thought I was okay, but you know, I wasn't Audrey McDonald. I, was, I, I wasn't Zoe Caldwell. I wasn't the people that I wound up directing. I wasn't that kind of good, and um, so to be able to be in the room and direct people that are that extraordinary and expert at what they do um, was just more appealing and I just didn't miss it I never yeah. I never never miss it wow yeah ever. I guess that was my question mm -hmm. and never nope and I'm terrified to do it now now I know like they I get offers once in a while and I just go you don't you don't want me there's I'd be on so much drugs I mean I can't I'd be so nervous now and it really is a muscle you know, I mean, yeah. you have to get to get yeah. up there and to sort of put yourself on stage. I, I think it's gone. I don't think that's going to happen again, um, unless there were vast amounts of money, in which that's case right. I'd have to convince myself. But well, you were lucky; you got to originate a role when you were very yeah. young, and yeah. you know, it's well, everyone of, knows that role. It, Who I knows? Got all the thing, I got everything I wanted to as a performer. So if you were still chasing that, I could see like, oh. But I think when you were so young, and you are Charlie Kringas, like you're on a fucking... You lived the dream. Yeah, I guess after... 
Well, so the material wasn't, you know, when you start there, you never get material that good again. And I never did. So it was like, it was like, what was I hoping for at a certain point? Um, and I was lucky that I was able to do the other, is that I, that I learned by doing it and that I, you know, had an affinity for it. And, and I was lucky because I had been known as an actor, so people took a chance on me as a director. And actors, uh, which is hard for a young director, older actors trusted me because they had seen me in other things that I was okay in. And so they thought, oh, well, he must sure, know something. Sure. So whereas somebody who starts out directing and I was 30... Um, that's kind of young to for a 50 or 60 or 70 I worked with Eli Wallach when he was in his 80s mm. to say I trust you I give you my trust and that's hard for a young director to get and I was lucky that I had had some you know cachet as an actor so that I was able to get away with it mm. so does that answer your question yeah. oh my god yeah the whole type yeah type thing is very thing it's is very huge. difficult you know, it's very, it's very hard, and it's very limiting, and it's very frustrating, and um, and also if you're a very particular type, like I was, there were one or two roles a year that I was really right for. If I didn't get that, that was it. The stakes were high. The stakes were high, and there was less product. So you know, if you wanted a big show, there was one a year that I was right for, and mm-hmm. if I didn't get it, that was the year. You know, and um, then I, you know. Uh, so it was just it, it really made it was, a, it was a really one of the few good decisions in my life that was yeah, yeah I'm, glad, I'm glad I did that and I'm glad I had it it was wonderful to do yeah. and really thrilling and now it's doing other things so it's okay and you're so busy you know, so it's interesting there's um, sort of, uh, an interview with Samuel Jackson and he someone talked to him about doing Strangers on a Train you know, and they said, why did you? He said, do you like to get up and go to work every day? And the interviewer said, yeah. He said, I like to get up and go to work every day. He said, that was what was offered for me for that period. He said, I like working. So I took the job. And, you know, so interesting. So few people ever, or everybody, nobody ever says, I needed the money. Why does nobody ever say I needed the money when someone says, why did you take a job in act? No one ever says I had a mortgage to pay. Go, well, the role spoke to me and it was, it's work. You know, we and want you like transparency. Well, just it's just we appreciate you transparency. just want to work. You know, I like getting up and going to work. Um, and I'm lucky that I get to do something I enjoy doing. And so the more of it, yeah, I, I, I love that. It's a, it's a great, it's a great, um, it's a great people, and um, you know, and work on great material with great actors. What's you know, what could be better than that? Tribe. Yeah, yeah, it's Tribe. all good. It's good. Stephen? Well, I mean, on a very personal note, I owe you a giant thank you because as a young kid wanting, deciding, okay, I'm going to move to New York and be an actor, and I'm four. Um, wow. You and... Where did you grow up again? Los Angeles. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a subscription to New York Magazine. I must have been eight years old. Oh, my God. Yeah, my parents were like, we're not moving, but here's some literature. <laughs> um... I, it, it was you and it was Chip Zine that I was able oh, to look at and say, there's, there's a place, a place for, me. for me somewhere. Well, I knew I, had... I wasn't a phantom. I knew yeah, I yeah. wasn't a Valjean. I'm not a tenor. Right. I knew I wasn't so many things. And sure. to see such fine examples and such fine work and such fine material, especially growing up and getting older and understanding it for yeah. reals. Yeah. Um, 
it was you and it was you and Chip Zine were the voices that said you can do it. That's so. There's, I'm there's so room. Glad. That's very. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's uh, a, thank you. That's damn it. Well, you know, I had like I had Dustin Hoffman when I was growing up. I mean, there yeah. were people who, because before that, there were very few people that were sort of you know, I don't want to say Jewy, but you know, kind of well, you know, there's Barbara Streisand and. They, she broke a lot of molds and bet and you know but it, it it's not like in the 30s and 40s and 50s there were people that looked like me that had anything but really strange odd comic turns and things you know um, so you know it's good that you were you know lucky you were born later you know we, we all instead of yeah I mean if you were in you'd have very little place to go in the 30s and 40s and, and also mm-hmm. that writers like Bill Finn were writing yeah. you know were writing people like us yeah. and Woody Allen you know what I mean were writing sort of neurotic Jewy kinds of people that were you know that were recognizable and that audiences said oh yeah they're part of the American firmament or dream or whatever so yes let's see stories about them but before that it was you know those interestingly enough the people who ran studios all of those Jewish men who ran studios taught us all not to like Jews very much and said beauty is blonde and I mean they're mm-hmm. it's interesting they were all Jewish men MGM Sam Goldwyn all of them were Jewish men and they taught America what was beautiful which was not them and was not what their families looked like so that you know that America what America was supposed to look like and be like and all of that did not include us in the um, American dream or the American fantasy so these guys you know like Streisand and Dustin and they broke they broke molds they they taught people that we were okay to have leading roles and to kiss people mm-hmm. on screen beloved they didn't like You're us kissing, they didn't like us kissing people mm-hmm. really well think of what 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 Jewish movies what I Jewish movies only want to see Jewish people kissing <laughs> and I'm a shiksa from Wisconsin hilarious well, that's fantastic hello but yeah but that's probably because you saw was, more of it. It's opposite of me. But you saw some of it on screen. I mean, you saw a little Rosie bit. Rosie O'Donnell told me what Broadway was. Yeah. Oh, that's And great. who to be interested in. And then I took the reins. I was like, Bette oh. Midler, I'll, I'll like go to the library, yeah, yeah, get yeah. her albums, yeah. pop them in. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, extraordinary. Bette Midler lives inside of me. Oh, that's beautiful. You know? Someone said it took the Jews 5,700 years to get to Bette Midler. That we, <laughs> she we is evolved. kind of the perfect every we, woman. Yeah, but we evolved. The Jewish people evolved yeah. for oh, 6,000 years, and what we came up with was Bette, in a good way. You know what I mean? It's the best of us. It's the best of us. Do you have a Bette Midler story? No, I don't. I, I, I mean, we're at, we're at time here, I but... Never, I never met her. No, really? No, no, no. no I've met her. How have you yeah, not met her? Never met her. Just never been in the same room with her, but admired her when I was... You know, she's, yeah, she's amazing. What, what would happen? Would you go up to her, you think? No. I want to know what you're thinking, mm. your visualizations. No, I'm shy. I couldn't do that. No. No, I would just think I'd be bothering her or something. I, I couldn't do that. But some, if someone introduced me, I'd be nice to say hello. But I no, I don't go up to people like that. I feel like Yenta. I'm like, how can I arrange Oh, don't please. Two? No, 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 no. I don't sorry. know her. I if can't do anything. Midler, I could tweet at her. Be like, you should meet Lonnie Price for why? coffee. Why? Why she be she's she's her life's been very complete without meeting Lonnie Price. I think she's doing just fine. Um, you really are the only thing missing from beaches. <laughs> there you go. What could, I'm, I'm, I'm truly dumbfounded by that. I'm go. <laughs> um, 
Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having Sorry us. Sorry to make and you cringe, and thank you no, for your lovely stories. It's been a pleasure. Uh, for someone who didn't think he had anything to say, I just didn't shut up, so <laughs> there you go. Um, then we did our job. Yes, beautifully. Beautifully. It's a pleasure to see you both. Thank you for coming to my house. And thank you for having us, yes. letting us be in the room with you. Uh, yeah. Where can people keep up with your things that you're doing are you you don't really do the social media Mm-mm. I do your Dana social media knows I don't do well it. then sign up for a Google <laughs> alert Lonnie Price <laughs> yes and get an email every time he's doing something uh, be prepared to be flooded there you go there you go Lonnie we love you total pleasure thanks you. for the coming. Lonnie Price is always right oh in the room with Stephen and Dana is produced by Stephen Farizee and Dana Craig Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize, and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Weiner, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessewiener.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at In The Room Pod. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.